0: You open your eyes, slowly. Twilight. Where are you? Then you remember. You fell asleep in the tent. On your left, a lake, a waterfall. To your right, an empty church. Below you, a harbor, fishing stages, and the ocean. Last summer
1: in Grand Brit, a feature by Yuzhi Slavasinski.
0: Barren, rocky terrain, no trees. People cut them down long ago to build houses and fishing boats. You can only get here by boat. The same today as it was a hundred years ago. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You can count seven lights in the dusk. Home generators and propane gas cylinders provide light for seven small houses in the community. There are wires to the houses, but the power was taken away weeks ago. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven. Enter. (laughs) (laughs) They've come back to see their homes one more time. Old neighbors sitting in a circle. Drinking beer eating ham and potato salad. birthday, Joe. He has started his new life in Bergio. His neighbors have moved to Porta Basque, Rose Blanche, and other places along the shore. But right now, everyone is together.
1: I like, uh, I like the isolation. I like the no vehicles and stuff. It it just gave you a, um, a sense of freedom.
2: Peaceful, quiet people. It's nice. It's home. Always love you. You can't make a living here. That's why this this place is closing down now, right? That's why this place is closing down now. I mean, all the kids used to leave. And I don't know, they get out and see what else is out there. And, you know, they don't come back, right? Because, well, this is a fishing community. And uh, there's no fish now like there was years ago, right?
1: Um, this house is empty now um, they left a little note on the, on the cupboard door take anything you want, it's all free now we'd appreciate you leaving the cabin itself in good shape, we may be back someday best wishes and good health, the Jensen's uh, they were the last owners so now she's emptied out um, I guess it used to be two bedrooms Uh, they sold some of the things that are here like I think some of the beds and stuff went you know people wanted to buy them and and people have come in and taken a few things as well that they want it it doesn't really look like that somebody was here a short while ago that's for sure it looks uh, like it's been abandoned for years but I guess it doesn't take much The old pictures on the walls and things that people didn't want left behind, old blankets and old dressers and an old armchair and a shelving unit, a few lamps. The oil stove is still here and electric stove and fridge. Cupboards, a few dishes and things left around. That's about it. Curtains, I shouldn't have closed the fridge. It's already a bit moldy, but save it from getting worse.
0: (laughs) The party is over. Only a few boats still moored in the harbor. Some houses are padlocked. Some have boards nailed over their doors and windows. At the red house by the church, freshly washed clothes hang on a line. Cooking smells from the kitchen.
3: Do
4: you like fish? Okay. A lot of bones in it.
0: <laughs> this is Sheila.
3: Hardhead head stew. It's going to be. That's an old tradition in Grand Britain.
0: And Jerry. This is carrot and
4: turnip. Diced up carrot and turnip. We had fish many, many ways fish and brews, stewed fish, fried fish, deep fried fish, caught a gratin, Mm. (laughs) tongues and cheeks. Cheeks and tongues. Mm. It was always cooked a different way, so <laughs> so it always tasted different every time you cooked it. And then we had a dry fish. We hated dry fish as kids. We hated it. We didn't like dry old fish. We don't want that. And then mum would make fish cakes, and we couldn't get enough. <laughs> we wouldn't eat the dry fish, but we couldn't get enough fish cakes.
3: I was on a ship when we left Halifax that morning. I went on watch. The mate said you were drinking last night?" I said, no. He said, you were. He said, you got tattoos on your arm. But, you know, I had got two tattoos and that was it. That made me a sailor then. <laughs> oh, this one here is a cross. Memories of my mother and father. And this one, I don't know, uh, it's a ship sinking sailor's grave or something like that. So. Uh, all sailors had these. This one was put on with a. Oh, this one was put on. With uh, a needle, a guy on the ship put it on. This one here. But uh, now nah, you're young and foolish, didn't know any better. But I see a lot of people, educated people, with them on today. or are supposed to be educated. A lot of the entertainers. I don't even know what's on there now. I don't even know they're there. <laughs>
4: didn't get my clothes all dry today. I had to hang it all around the house because I have no dryer now. Because <laughs> the generator won't run the dryer. Because the dryer is 210, and our generator is 110.
0: Is it, dear?
3: 220.
0: 220. Oh, sorry. This used to be her father's, the house on the hill. She grew up here, Went away to work. But every summer since, she has come back.
4: You want to be here on the moonlight night when it listens off the water. It's really beautiful. I sit in my bedroom and I just (laughs) stare at the water and think, oh my, (laughs) why did I ever leave? (laughs) But I was too young to know any difference. we would have had to leave now anyway, so it doesn't make any difference, does it?
2: Should I say anything or just start playing? You can, you could just start. Okay. On a hill overlooking the harbour Where the water flows down to the sea Stand a church, you know to welcome for you and me such peace and tranquility just to walk upon My name is Bernie Sheaves. I am from of Bass, Newfoundland. I have been involved with music for 45 years. I write my own material. I've uh, been playing Newfoundland music, we call it, and country, and a bit of rock and roll for all these years. But since 2003, I've been doing my own CDs. And right up to date, I am still playing and doing CDs. I uh, wrote the song. I spent all night getting a chorus for that song, because I wanted a chorus to fit Grand Brit, you know the way the people were, you know that little part of even piece in the song, and you know I just couldn't get it. But around 5:30 that morning I got it. So the song is sung in D. It was an happy song. It said what happened, but it was a happy song that I I sing this song, almost everywhere I go, and you know they call it the Grand Brit song, and I was I was a joy to write it, it was, yes.
3: When I was a small boy, I remember laying in bed counting them, and there was 250 people here. You know, me and some other friends. We used to count them as 250. It was a lot of a lot of children here at that time, and uh, I had a lot of good friends. But uh, they moved away after me and. A lot of them have passed on now, in the last few years. But yeah, there was a lot of people, a lot of people here then. It started to go down in the in the fifties. It started to go down. Well, you see, most of us had to go away to make a living. If you didn't want to go fishing, you had to go away to make a living. So most of us went to different cities and towns after I got seventeen, eighteen. I went to Halifax and I joined the ship. While I was on the ship, I met a bunch, some of the fellows from here, my hometown here. We were going on vacation and they said, well, why don't you come home and have a look at it? So I did come and that's when I met my wife.
4: I remember he came down on a boat and he was a handsome looking guy, really handsome
1: looking.
3: I was over the store and I was coming over the road and I saw this nice looking girl coming along the road and I said, Oh my God. And she spoke to me and that night was dark out. We met one another walking back and forth, but that's about as far as it went then.
4: (laughs) He had a, a checkered jacket on, a light checkered jacket, and a pair of khaki pants. And he had blonde, blonde hair, blonde, blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, yeah, he was a handsome-looking dude, let me tell you.
3: <laughs> she was wearing uh, a white, uh, a white uh, blouse and a sort of a flower uh, dress, but it was a long one. Then it was no mini dresses at that time. We sat on a church bridge there and talked, and that's how we ended up together, anyway. We've been together for 51 years, so we must have done something good.
0: One, two, three. You can sit on the church bridge and count them. Three houses now. Their lights glowing against the darkness.
4: At nighttime now in Granbury, we have no lights on the poles. It is very beautiful. I can sit in my kitchen window and look out at the arbor, as we call it, all the stars. And then when you go out on your patio, you can really see the shooting stars and the stars and the moon. And it is so
0: beautiful, and it's so great to be home. Then the lights go off and the stars go on. In the air you smell salt and fish. Sunrise, clear sky.
3: Beautiful this morning. This is the kind of weather everybody likes to be a sailor.
0: The sea underneath you is quiet like a bathtub. Blue, grey, dark blue, green. The water changes color every time you look at it. Nice
1: one. Put <laughs>
3: Now I gotta get one.
0: Jerry and Wayne are hauling their fishing lines. I lost mine. Jerry?
3: The reason why there's no fish, well, they're overfished and destroyed by big trawlers, foreign trawlers, different things, and the food chain is even gone. The capelin, the heron, the mackerel is not all gone, but they're pretty scarce. Not very much left. And, uh, no, there's no fish. in the. What fish you do get, they're small ones. time you could come out here and uh, within an hour or so you could, you know, whatever your limit was, there was no limit at that time, but uh, you could come out here and get what you wanted, but that is a thing of the past. Hallelujah.
0: One time there were millions of them. But now... One. One, two. One, two, three, four. Nine. Nine. Ten. Four more now for you. Now, you are allowed to get 15 fish per boat.
4: We need a boat to survive there. That's, that's our biggest problem. To get from Grand Brit to La Poil, you have to have a boat, or you have to know somebody that's got a boat and is willing to take you when you want to go. Well, you reu- usually have to wait for a nice day to uh, go from Grand Brit to La Poil because the waves can be really high.
0: What else
2: do you need to survive? in such a place
4: oh to come back here now we have to bring all our supplies that we need milk, juice frozen meats canned food bread which I can make bread and I have a a wood stove so I make my own bread and I can also cook a chicken in my stove the rest I can cook on a hot plate or whatever whatever But I'm very lucky to have a wood stove that I can bake in, because I love to
2: bake. We went to Grand Brick not really knowing what to expect. When we got there, on the wharf, that's where we set our equipment up, and we started playing at 9 o'clock. And let me tell you, I have played in many places. I think that was one of the finest nights I ever played in my life. The people were just overwhelmed. They weren't strangers, they were just friends you just met. They were perfect people. Man, it was so peaceful just running out of the country and the picture of the church there. And there's no roads there, like I do say in my song. It's just concrete walk. And uh, all down there is trikes and, you know, they use bicycles and skidoos. And, you know, I said, if there was a song, you know, to be written about Grand Britain, it had to be now, not knowing how quick the demise of the settlement would be. In the church, they had, in the school, they had a banner up there. I wrote a little piece of Evan. I think they had a little part of Evan That kind of gave me a boost, like the foundation for the song with the church. And I wrote the song that following winter, and I recorded it the following summer. And I have a nothing only good response. If were our goal, people ask me to sing, they don't call it little piece of heaven, they call it the Grand Brit song.
4: Oh my god. See the old organ there? That's a the pump organ they used to play. I think there was only one person could play it, though. <laughs> we had to come here every Sunday. There was a minister, and uh, the older people used to really sing. And uh, we weren't allowed to laugh in church, but we did sometimes, <laughs> as kids, you know. <coughs> anyway, what, uh, it's empty now. It's Really empty, weird, now to what it was. Even last summer when I was home, we had pews, and everybody owned their own pew, the seat, and mine was right, right there. Our pew was like from here to here. So like, mom, daddy, and me, and the two boys, we would all sit together in the same pew. like eh? Everybody had their own pew, so you always went to your own pew, like in the church. Um, Anyway, these days are gone.
3: Does it still feel like church for you?
4: Not really. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even look like a church to me now.
2: To me, it is uh, a Newfoundland folk song. That's what it is to me. You know, it's a, it's a nice song. It's, it's a powerful song. And to know that all that now is left behind, the only people left behind now are the people in the graveyard. You know, and it, it's a Newfoundland folk song. An old-fashioned waltz is, is the type of beat we use. And uh, a lot of people, i got to say this, it's a nice evening dancing song. It is. And how old is the song? The song is, uh, it is five, six years old now. Six years old. I done it in two thousand and four.
4: Mm, spooky. <laughs> oh well, I have to find my mom and daddy first. I have two grandmothers there, two grandfathers, which I never knew because they both got drowned the same day. Ooh, man, this is, this is weird. <laughs> oh the heat stones falling down. Jerry's mom We're going to put a, a light on her around her grave. We'll come over and uh, we'll come over with a whippersnipper or something and we'll take all the grass away from it and, and put the light there. My daddy put planted these flowers there, but they're all grown up now. You're sort of scraggly looking now. I don't know where I, c- I wonder if. I wonder like to. <laughs> I like to put that light up somewhere that you can really see. I don't know if you can see it or not. it better over there if i put it there i believe the light you think jerry told me not to push on the there but it lights up at night because we can see it from the house
3: so i guess that that people will come here to keep up the graves
4: well well i don't think because they're I mean, last year when you came over, there was none of this. Everything was just all grasses. It's really gone now. I don't think anybody's going to look after it. Maybe when people come, they will do their own. Like if they got a haunt or a hunk or mommy or daddy, they might do their graves. But everybody used to get together. Everybody from the community would come over, and, you know, we would mow it all down. Everybody had a lawn mower over there, so, so many lawn mowers and so many whippersnappers and it was really kept good, but I guess it's not going to be now. Shame isn't it?
3: But you, you will keep coming. Oh yeah, I will keep coming
4: <laughs> as long as I can, <laughs> as long as I can I'll be coming, and so will Jerry. <laughs> you got to watch where you're going because there's so many holes, lumps and bumps.
2: time we went there there were only three students in the school at the time that was just uh six years ago and i guess you know the cost of uh the transportation from rose branch to grand brit i guess the government figured and the power and the place getting smaller by the day the government figures better to resettle than to try to pay all the money to keep them there i was told one time there were three or four stores there and two big hardware stores and when it closed up, there was no store. And when we went there to play on six years ago, there was uh, two stores at that time. Now, it all just went. I guess it's the sign of the times, I guess. Wow. Can't
1: see. the organ.
0: The old church organ. Nobody would mind if you try it.
4: Mm. Why Jesus loves me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love tea. Well, I guess you can get something out of it. Mm. when I was a kid. <laughs> You've been listening to Last Summer in Grand Brit, a radio feature by Jerzy Slavyszynskiy. Grand Brit on Newfoundland's south coast was first settled in the early 19th century. In 2009, the vast majority of its permanent residents voted to leave. The material for the feature was recorded in August 2010, one month after the community was resettled. The program was produced by Battery Radio in St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada, with consultant Chris Brooks.